This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Saturday Squeeze is your shortcut to being informed weekend style. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's been a big week for the Pope. Claire, that's a sentence we don't say too often, but there you go. That's so we'll right. have a chat about that. We'll get into the big stories, including a bit of an around the grounds of our states and territories. And Squeeze recommends it's another week where my dislike of eggs has been overruled by the team. So we just can't wait to talk about omelettes. We can't wait to talk. Well, you can't wait to talk about omelettes. Can't wait. I can't wait for you to talk about omelettes. <laughs> There's a bit about omelettes. Not too much. Mostly news. Let's get into it. AI, Claire, artificial intelligence, of course, has become the dominant tech story of 2023. More than a few people were caught out this week, including myself, the Pope in his puffer jacket. Go. <laughs> so this is a story about an AI-generated picture of the Pope. It did the rounds this week. Uh, he is de- Picked it as looking pretty fabulous, I have to say. It looked great. Yeah, big white puffy coat looking like he's owning it like a boss. Uh, an article explaining all of that was the most clicked link in the Squiz Today newsletter this week. Anyone who saw that image and still doesn't realise it wasn't real. It was fake. It was fake. Mm. Okay. You called that immediately. I really did. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I mean, there's all sorts of tricks when looking at AI images, you can zoom in on like their hands and yep. often you'll find like fuzzy bits or whatever. Smudges. But this was very difficult mm. to see that it wasn't real except for the fact that it might not be something the Pope wears. <laughs> might not. <laughs> might not, particularly with the big bit of bling with the cross on it yeah, on the outside. I thought it that was, was legit. That was kind of a bit of a giveaway. I, I thought, thought it was legit. <laughs> um, anyway, the biggest news story of the week, we'll move on from that, is uh, a lot less chipper, unfortunately. Um, it was the school shooting in Nashville that claimed the lives of three students aged nine and three staff, including the head of the school. America and guns, it's a... It's a whole thing. It's a cycle that just seems to keep repeating. Mm. And in this case, it's come to light that the shooter was a former student of the school. Um, they were also under care for what's been described as an emotional disorder. There hasn't been a lot of information about that. Uh, so questions really being asked about how that person was able to have guns. Uh, seven guns, mm. including some very high-powered weapons. Um, they purchased them since late 2020. Legally, yeah. we should add. And that's yeah. where the conversation's really gone. Nashville, where this happened, is in the state of Tennessee. It doesn't have any what they call red flag laws that would allow a judge to temporarily seize guns from someone who might Mm. be a threat, whether because of this emotional Mm. disorder or for any other reason. It's a state, Claire, that has some of the weakest gun laws in the nation. Just to zoom out a bit, America's had 130 mass shootings so far this year. Digest that. And there's lots of arguments about what a mass shooting is. The general consensus is that it's a shooting that involves four people being injured or killed. So that's the matter. Yeah, I know. It's still a lot, isn't it? (laughs) Mm. And according to one tracker, there've been more than 10,000 
gun-related deaths in the United States this year. Um, that, of course, includes suicides as mm, well okay. as violence. Uh, then there's this awful phenomenon of school shootings. Um, the government doesn't actually publish those statistics, but the Washington Post keeps a really close eye on it. Um, they say that there's been 89 gun-related incidents at schools this year so far. So far. We're just three months into the year, of course. It all begs the question, and back to the original point, where is America up to with gun law reform? Seems like it's never going to happen. It's deep-seated stuff. There were some reforms last year, and I completely forgot about this until researching a bit exactly what is happening here. So just a month after that massacre at Robb Elementary at uh, in New Valdi yeah. in Texas, um, that of course was a really dreadful school shooting, um, the Congress finally relented and passed the first reforms on guns in 30 years, which was quite an extraordinary moment. Um, it provided some incentives for the states to pass those red flag laws that you mentioned. Um, also did a couple of other things like expanding background checks, um, preventing people convicted of domestic abuse from owning a gun as well. Yeah, there's still obviously big questions about it. That's just mm. one step, um, particularly about the sale of assault weapons, the sort of guns that can kill a lot of people in a short period of time. The attacker in Nashville had assault weapons. Authorities say if they hadn't acted quickly, the toll could have been a lot higher. Yes. So Joe Biden, the United States president, has pleaded with the Congress to pass laws uh, that deal with those assault weapons. It really is the pointy end of the debate. Um, He says that that's all he can do as the president. Yeah. The most powerful leader in the world. He can't fix it. Um, We'll leave that one there. Also big news this week was the Obamas on a theme of presidents, former presidents. Um, They came to Australia this week. That was a big news story, following Mm. them around, what they were doing and where they were visiting, of course. Gwyneth Paltrow as well, still in the news this week. And we should (laughs) tell people that the reason we're mentioning it today is that she won that court case. She won the case. She won the case. She can ski into whoever she wants (laughs) or not, as the case may be. Exactly. Claire, as you said in the intro, we decided to do a whip around the states this week. We're not going to cover every single state and territory. That's just a big asterisk on this. (laughs) Don't feel angry if we don't get to you. Don't feel left out. We're not getting to everyone. But what we sort of realised this week is there's been a lot of, of course, with the squeeze we cover national news predominantly, but there's been a lot of big stories in individual states. So we thought we'd, you know, get around the grounds a little bit, as we said at the start. Um, First up... And again, don't get angry. The New, <laughs> New South Wales, we live here, I guess. We'll do it first. Maybe we should have flipped this on its head. Um, we voted last week in the state election, of course. The coalition is Gonski, Claire, Labor in. Yeah. But we don't know how it's actually... Not yet. You That's still landed. up in the air. The count is still happening. Um, there's still three seats that are too close to call. Uh, the Liberals are ahead in each of those. So long story short, it's unlikely that Labor will have a majority in the parliament. So it's not the great big victory, I Mm. guess, that some were probably thinking that it would be if you haven't followed it closely. Mm. Um, They've been sworn in. We've got a new Premier, Chris Minns. Uh, That's all fine because they have the support of the Greens and some others on the crossbench. Yeah, so that's where that one landed. In Victoria, one story that got a lot of attention this week down there is Premier Daniel Andrews' trip to China. It's a big deal for a couple of reasons, or it's been a big deal for Mm. a couple of reasons. He, first of all, became the first Australian state or national leader to visit China since the start of the pandemic, Mm. so that's a thing. Um, Number two, our relationship with China is a bit iffy at the moment. That's a 
very concise way of putting it. That's the thing. And three, Claire, he didn't take any media with him and this may be the reason why it has got a lot of attention. As a former press secretary, I love the media complaining in the media about (laughs) their medianess and the need to be top of the list at all times. Putting that aside... China is an issue, like there's no doubt about that. And it says something about not taking Australian media about our relationship with China. Mm. So there's issues with that. Of course, we don't have an Australian journalist based in China at, at the, the moment, moment. because mm. there's issues. Um, the second thing is if you follow Victorian politics quite closely, you know that Daniel Andrews, the Premier, has a real issue with the media. There's a really fractious relationship there. So this certainly hasn't helped things. It hasn't helped. And it was interesting reading it because it wasn't just sort of one publication going hard on the fact that he hadn't taken media. It was sort no, of across the, the board. No, all the media are unhappy. Exactly. On top of that, and you talked about this in the Squeeze Today podcast, so we won't labour it, yep. the Liberals down there are all eyes on the seat of Aston today. Yep. Um, there's a by-election there. It'll be a close one. I reckon just have a listen to the Squeeze Today episode from yesterday if you missed it because you Good guys one. nailed that, you and oh, Alice did. Thanks. Up to Queensland, Claire, the cost of renting a home has been a big story. Everyone's moving to Queensland. Everyone has been Not moving everyone. to Queensland for a while. <laughs> Pretty much feels like everyone, doesn't it? Like the influx of um, domestic migration has been huge, particularly since the pandemic. So, Mm. yeah, it's definitely a thing there. Of course, that puts a lot of pressures on housing. Um, It's very hard in the current environment to build enough homes to be able to keep up with that. But renting is particularly difficult. Um, Rental prices around the country are an issue, a good one for a shortcut, I reckon. Uh, But Brisbane is the second least affordable capital city at the moment. Yeah, amazing. I think... um that rental conversation is one we've been talking about quite a bit. Finally, up to the NT, or not finally, actually, we've got WA as well. Mm. So hang in there if you're in the (laughs) West. Um, Sadly, of course, this year, there's been a lot of talk about alcohol-related violence in the Northern Territory. This conversation really came to the fore, obviously, in Alice Springs, but Mm. in Darwin in particular, when a young man, Declan Laverty, was stabbed and killed whilst at work in a bottle shop in Darwin just about 10 days ago. Yeah. Lots of conversation about crime. Yeah, exactly. And since then, we've seen data uh, at the start of this week Mm. that came out that showed that violent assaults in the Northern Territory um, have hit their highest rate in 15 years. And that certainly seems to back up what all the reports that are coming out are saying about what's happening in the Territory. Of course, the last six months of 2022 had that period where the grog ban was lifted. And of course, we've had that whole discussion around that being part of the reason why those violence rates were lifting so steeply, particularly Mm. in Alice Springs. Um, The other bit of data that came out is around hospitalisation rates in Alice. Um, It's showing that the reintroduction of the grog bans has reduced violence uh, and the admissions from violence hospitals. into hospital quite significantly too. Yeah, so that's obviously an ongoing issue for the NT. To finish it off, there's a big lawsuit in Western Australia, Claire. Mining magnate slash politician slash whatever he is, Clive Palmer, <laughs> is suing the Super federal... Super owner. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Business owner, I don't know what he is. Um, former politician, whatever, yeah. is suing the federal government for $300 billion. Just $300 billion. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. (laughs) Uh, This has got to do with a massive Pilbara iron ore project, which has been rejected by the Western Australian government. Uh, Palmer has hired former Liberal Attorney General Christian Porter. Of course, he was in the Morrison government Mm. before that. So he's going to help pursue that case in an international arbitration court in Switzerland. There you go. So he's going to be back in 
the media. Mm-hmm. Christian Porter, here we come. Um, as I said, we know we missed a few states out, a few territories out, <laughs> but based on what we just talked about, no news is good news, Claire. There's nothing good <laughs> in any of that. That's true. So if we if we did if we did miss you, take South it Australia, as a compliment. Tassie, ACT, it's a compliment. Let's get into what's coming up. What's coming up is uh, definitely lots of news about former US President Donald Trump, Claire. Yesterday, he was indicted in New York. The word indicted is thrown around like we know what it means, don't you reckon? It is. <laughs> and it's legalistic, so it's sort of designed to keep you out a bit, I okay. think. Right. Um, it just means you've been charged with a crime. So Plain and simple. Yeah, it's got to do with the hush money that was paid to porn star Stormy Daniels. Um, he's become the first former US president to be charged with a crime. I thought he said a week ago that he was going to prison. Where did that land? Well, he might because he's been charged. Still might. Okay. But he, he kind of came out and said, you know, I'm going to be arrested <laughs> oh, on yeah. Tuesday and that whole thing. And the everyone... theatrics around getting his supporters behind him. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, as for the rest of the week, next week, of course, we've got Easter. We'll get to that in a bit. But put your economics hat on in the in the run up to Good Friday. Yeah. So first Tuesday of the month, it comes around pretty quickly. Sure uh, it means that the Reserve Bank Board is meeting. Uh, advice on interest rates will come out. There's a bit of division amongst the analysts about what's going to happen. Um, That's because we got some inflation data this week and it showed that it is cooling quite Mm -hmm. a bit. So who knows? We'll find out soon enough. We'll find out soon enough. Philip Lowe is uh, also at the press club this week. That's a huge stage to be on. He was criticised for not talking to the media after announcements, so he will be talking to the media. Very much so. They are going to (laughs) get to grill him. Um, Also at the press club on Monday, the Coalition's Shadow Attorney General and Shadow Indigenous Affairs Minister Julian Lisa. Interesting combination giving he says he supports the principle of the voice but not the legal mechanics of it. So Attorney General and Indigenous Affairs. What a combo. I can see what you're getting at, that stretch of interests, I guess, and we'll be having lots of conversations with Indigenous elders and all those people who are talking about this but, of course, yeah, worrying about exactly how it's going to work. So that's what his press club address is about. The voice and the road ahead, it is titled. Of course, the Liberals haven't said what their position is as yet. So plenty of eyes on that. Outside of Canberra, tomorrow is the Grand Prix in Melbourne. Big weekend for Melbourne. Oh, yeah. It's an, it's a global event, these Grand Prix. So good luck to them there. Um, also, there's a group of retired tennis players, Kate, on ESPN. I'd absolutely watch this if we can get it. Pickleball. Pickleball. We talked about pickleball in Mm. like our first Saturday squeeze. It's like this new sport that everyone's playing and now it's trying to commercialise and become a big thing and get broadcast deals and all sorts of stuff. So this is the way to do it. It's a bit of a running joke. You can see it starting to come through the streaming services about it being the fastest growing sport in the United States. So this weekend, uh, John McEnroe, Michael Chang, uh, Andre Agassi and Andy Roddick, they're playing in what's called the Pickleball Slam. It's going to be televised live. There's a million dollars on offer for the winner. They could win a million dollars. That's that's what I read. There you go. Yep. Look out for pickleball in your newsfeed. I would watch that. Yeah, I think I might sure. turn that on. Um, and as I said, it's Easter this week. All of the good things that come with that as well. An extra long weekend. Hopefully some time with family. That's certainly what I'll be doing. And Claire, hopefully you'll be resting. Yeah, I'll have a couple of sleep-ins. I yeah, reckon. I think have some sleep-ins. Yeah. And there won't be a Saturday squeeze <laughs> next week because no. of Easter, but we'll be back the following week. But you'll be too busy doing fun things, so that's fine. Yeah, we all will. Yeah. Yeah, on to our recommendations. Squeeze recommends, Claire, you've got a watching. 
I do. So long time squeezers will know my favourite format of midweek streaming is a comedy. Yeah. And it has to be somewhere between 23 and 27 minutes long. Precisely. Exactly. That is the <laughs> what idea. What are you going to do when ads come in? Oh, it's going to be Pay. Really, pay yeah, more probably, to not get them. Yeah. I'm going to do what they want me to do, yeah, which pay. is pay more. Yeah. So uh, I found a short series on Binge. Uh, I got through it very quickly this week. It's only very short. It's called Chivalry. It's starring Steve Coogan, uh, also Sarah Soleimani. They also wrote it and it tackles Hollywood in the Me Too era. It's a tough art for a comedy, but I really enjoyed it. I'm going to pretend like I know who both of those people are. <laughs> I think anyone who's going to take the recommendation will know who they oh, are. So I've got a know. couple of recommendations for you offline then. No idea. Um, for me, it's kind of a reading, listening, watching recommendation. I came across a media organisation throughout the week called Tortoise Claire. Mm. The concept really interested me and I know there's a lot of people who listen to The Squeeze who are just, you know, interested observers of mm. media and what's happening in media. Um, they don't do breaking news. No. Rather, in their words, they do clear, calm reporting on the stories that matter most and the premise is slow news. And it's interesting that take on it. The guy who started it up is the former head of news for the BBC. Yeah. So he's had a ton of fast news coming at him. Heaps, yeah. yeah. And like lots of stories every day. Mm. And this is all about sort of one or two stories a day, really slow. They're really worth a look. Mm. I was quite interested to read about them. Um, finally, big one from you, cooking an egg-related recipe. We know you don't like them. I don't. But... Um, I wish I did because something like this would be right down my alley if I could get my head around eggs. So potato, oh yeah, usual leftover veggies, some eggs. Like it sounds like a delightful dinner, but eggs really suck. Spanish omelette, I'm all in for something really quick and easy to cook. So we'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. And just to be clear, it's not Easter eggs you don't like. I love Easter <laughs> yeah, eggs. Yeah, I was going to say. Yes. Easter eggs Send me fine. all your chocolate. Oh, I can't fine. wait. <laughs> Let's move on to Squeeze Press real quick. Squeeze Press this week, South by South West Clare mm. is coming to Sydney. For those who don't know, it's an annual event held in Austin in Texas. Mm. Sydney's its first location outside of Austin. Bear with me, I'm getting there. Yeah. It's a convergence of tech, film, music, education and culture. It's all about creativity mm. and ideas and getting together and feeling creative. I guess that's the, the vibe. We've put in a bid to host a panel session titled The Editor Will Never Die. What we want to do is debate whether we're content with the algorithm mm. or are audiences seeking media that is run by human editors. So people who pick and choose news and information mm. for us um, and then curate it for them. Kind of our whole premise. That's our it? whole premise. Yeah. Here's the catch. Yeah. You have to vote for us. <laughs> so now we have to run a campaign. We have to run a campaign. So yeah. they've put basically they've had people apply to host a session and then they've put it to the public to vote. Yeah. So people need to go and vote for our session. Yep. We'll put a link to that in the episode notes. It's so easy. Yeah. It's really easy to vote. Links in your episode notes. You'll get to hear Claire talk, a few other people that we've got pulled together. Um It'll be a good and one. You. And we really, I'll be there. Yeah, we'll all be, be there. Awesome. So, yes, please vote for us. Yeah, that'd be great if you could do that. We'd really appreciate it. We'd really appreciate that. I think that's all from us, except to remind people no Saturday squeeze next week, as we said. We'll be back in a fortnight. Back in a fortnight. Enjoy Easter. Chat to you then. <laughs> 